0: Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Well, a very good Saturday morning to you. It is a beautiful Saturday morning. It is Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny, hanging out with you, talking about cars and vehicles and everything to do with That kind of stuff get you hipped up and happening as to what is happening in the world of automotive. Now, we're hoping that we're going to uh, take a little trip to Shoreline Cars and Coffee this morning as, uh, you know, the, the season is waning down for car shows and so on and so forth. But, you know, Shoreline, they go 52 weeks a year. I mean, unless I guess Christmas is on Uh, You know, a Saturday morning, Ryan Harsager and the the gang there at uh, Shoreline Cars and Coffee show up. And because today is going to be a beautiful day, or we expect it to be a beautiful day, Ryan has uh, gotten it all hands on deck to get some of the coolest cars out there. So if you are looking for something to do this morning between 8, which is right now, and um, 10, which is a little later, uh, head on over to uh, 175th in Westminster in the Country Market parking lot there, and you'll see some of the coolest cars that people have from around the area. And it's always a I always love uh, going there and hanging out with the uh, the car guys and girls and women that you know that that take the time to build uh, or rebuild or refashion. In their cars, and you see some interesting. You know, it's not all just uh shiny, you know, uh, fifty thousand dollar show cars and and restorations. There's a lot of, uh, you know, just cars that go. Wow, I remember my neighbor had that when I was a kid, or I remember my father drove one of those when I was a young boy or young girl. Or so it's a it's a really cool experience to take the kids down to as well, and uh, we will talk a little bit more with Ryan hopefully about that in the very near future uh, let's see what do we have going on in the world of automotive well the strike is still on although now I predicted what are we now two weeks going on three weeks into the strike I predicted a short strike uh, it keeps teasing us with the short strike uh, it, it, you know if you watch the if you if you watch along with this, Uh, you see that they come to some kind of well. One has an agreement, the other comes close. This one has an agreement, the other comes close. I still think that it will be a relatively short strike. As a matter of fact, I think this thing is going to get settled this week. Uh, I don't think the companies and the union are that far apart, and I don't think that um, it seems that, that the things that can be worked out can be worked out fairly simply. So, uh, I don't know if you'll see a settlement with all three automakers at once, or it'll be a one-by-one-by-one. But I think that they're close enough now where they're saying it's much more advantageous for us to go back to work than it is to stay out here on the strike line. And one of the indicators of that was uh, just yesterday when they were scheduled to strike. Um, another GM plant and another Ford plant, and they did not go on strike. They they called off the strike at those plants. They said we're uh, we're working on something. We're close to something. Let's not rock the boat. Let's not have a, a situation here where we uh, you know we say something or do something to uh, endanger the entire settlement by going out on strike, by doing, and and, you know, it's interesting because everybody thought that with Sean Fain as the head of the UAW, that there was going to be a lot of animosity and a lot of, uh, uh, you know, non-negotiation and hardliner type stuff. And it seems like uh, they have, uh, the companies and the union have been able to work on, some of this stuff, and and actually make progress and get people um, decent living wages and, uh, you know, the stuff that they need to feel secure and safe in their jobs or as secure and safe as anybody can feel in a job these days. I mean, let's face it, you know, it's easy to, uh, uh, you know, to look back on uh years ago and say well you know i worked at this plant for 30 years or i worked this plant for 20 years i had job security this and that i don't know that that's the future for america or any company for that matter any country for that matter i don't know that that's the future anymore i do think that uh, you, you know the auto workers give you as much of a good shot at that as anybody but again there's, um, y- you know, those those days of that uh, that my job is secure no matter what kind of deal, uh, I think is uh, is pretty much gone from the face of uh, of this country at least. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they still do it in Europe in places, uh, in some places in Europe, but uh, you know, your, your grandfather working for Con Edison for uh, uh, 30 years and then getting a gold watch at retirement, uh, that's going by the wayside. And I think that's a shame because I think that uh, there should be job security, excuse me, for people uh, that want to stay in that one job. I'm in radio. I've never known job security. (laughs) I've never been in a job where there's been job security. I've been a member of a union two times, and both times the union was fairly weak. Um, one time I was a member of the soft work drinkers union, which, um, local 282, I believe it was, which was maybe the weakest union I'd ever belonged to. It was basically pay us to do so you can drive this truck. Uh, it, it would easily show you how you could be against unions. And then I'm a long time member of AFTRA, which is on strike right now. so it is uh, you, you know it's uh, unions can go one way or the other It served the American auto industry well I think uh, to have unions. Um, the workers especially because the the uh, uh, the workers have benefited immensely from having unions. And, um, uh, and I think, in you know, other jobs, long short and things like that. I don't want to get into a whole thing on unions here this morning. Uh, but that is, that's the good news, I guess, that you can say coming out of, uh, the, coming out of, of the, uh, uh, all the bad news and all the picket lines and everything else you've seen. The good news is I think they're close to settling Honda. Our good friends at Honda. Introduced uh, a new vehicle this week, and uh, there's a lot of buzz about it, a lot of talk about it. It seems that uh, they uh, are going electric, and uh, they are ready to uh, come out with a, an electric SUV, like a full electric. You know that you know people always think that. Uh, of of electrics in terms of toyota with hybrids but the reality is honda and their little um odd shaped little honda was probably i think may have um or, or hybrid honda i should say not all electric may have preceded uh the prius in when it was introduced but this week honda introduced the um uh the prologue which is uh, going to have a sister car in the uh, Acura ZDX, but the 2024 Prologue, all electric, is, uh, is on the way. It's covered. 2024 is the date they say that they are going to uh, put it in showrooms. And it's, uh, from all intents and purposes and everything you hear, uh, are just, uh, it's a good-looking vehicle. It actually doesn't, it, it carries the new Honda Honda, so, um, design language, uh, but a much more boxier shape, a much more higher sitting vehicle. And it's a really, uh, I think it's an attractive vehicle, and I'm anxious to see what Honda does. I mean, Honda, let's face it, one of the best vehicles you can buy, you can buy out there. And its uh, it'll be exciting to see what the Prologue delivers uh, for electric car fans in range and in horsepower and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, having it, 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 if you look, go online at the, the Honda website and look at the, um, all of the different uh, pieces of it from the interior to the exterior to the trims and the specs and even the home charging, I mean, it all looks like uh, it's going to be a pretty good deal. Uh, some beautiful colors, uh, a, a lot of tech, and what they are calling a rugged design. So you can go on their website at uh, automobiles.honda.com and just punch in the uh, prologue and uh, get a look at what this vehicle is, uh, what this vehicle is all about and what it's doing and whether you uh, are thinking uh, of going electric and buying electric, that uh, there will be a Honda in your future, which is, I think, what all these companies are trying to do is give you a choice of whether if you want electric, you will be able to uh, to get electric, and uh, hopefully save uh, save the environment. Do that uh, uh, thing uh, that makes uh, makes it exciting, you know. Makes the, I mean, I love these uh, new vehicle introductions. I always have, but the tech and everything that's in these vehicles. Uh, it, it really makes it uh, makes what I do in, in looking at these vehicles much more exciting. So Honda on the way. Uh, there are rumors of a Kia pickup truck uh, that could be on the way, but don't get too excited because according to what I saw, the Kia pickup truck will not be available in the United States because of uh, uh, this tax that we have on foreign pickup trucks. The chicken tax is what they call it. And it was a tax instituted a long time ago to keep American uh, automakers on top when it came to making pickup trucks. So that's something uh, that you might want to keep an eye on if you're a fan of the Korean cars. Uh, Their pickup, uh, the Santa Cruz, that is uh, put out by Hyundai, Kia's sister company, is a fantastic little pickup. And uh, I'm seeing more and more of them out there as we, uh, as we, uh, as we roll on. So uh, we are going to take a quick break here, and then we are going to head out to uh, Shoreline Cars and Coffee with Ryan Harsager and uh, get a, a little bit of what is happening out there this morning. It is Drive Tide Radio. It's a Saturday morning. I'm New York Vinny on KKNW. What does it take to be a Buick?
1: It takes a car as wild and wonderful as the new Buick Wildcat for 64. When you go the way of the Wildcat, people take notice. They want to know more about your car. They'll want to drive it themselves. But beware, once they get behind the wheel, it's hard to get them out. For Wildcat. It's the wildest. And above all, it's a viewing.
2: Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com.
0: Back with your Drive Time Radio, New York City, hanging with you on a Saturday morning. We thank you so much for your participation in the show. One of the things that. Uh, uh, that we like to do is chat up our friends and talk about our friends. And our, one of our good friends, uh, George Jackson, is a guy who does some um, advertising specialties. You know, if you need a, a calendars printed or uh, the kind of chockies you give away, ice scrapers. My father used to give those away in his gas station all the time. Uh, all of the different imprinted items that you need. Uh, George Jackson, the VJ promo, is the guy you want to do it because he uh, get he, he listens to you. He gets you what you want. He advises you on what's best for your business. Maybe you don't know too much about this, and he gives you a dynamite price. Uh, you can find him at gjpromo.com on the interweb, or you can go to his Facebook page, George Jackson, and um, and check him out tell him we sent you. If it's that time of year where you start to think about uh, little gifts for the people that you, um, uh, you know, that you uh, work with, that you advertise uh, with, or that you uh, who do stuff with your company, its they love to get those little, uh, I mean, he has all sorts of tchotchkes. He's the guy that, uh, that puts all of the stuff together, and he certainly is a, a good guy, a great guy to deal with. Uh, you'll love talking to George, even if you don't buy anything off of George, you'll love talking to George. So give him a call, give him a holler. Okay, uh Shoreline Cars and Coffee. Uh this is um what I consider to be my Cars and Coffee group. We broadcasted live from there uh a couple of times. Uh and uh it's just a great assortment of neighborhood people that get together with their cars, maybe not just from the neighborhood, maybe people come uh near and far to go to this, but it's up on 175th in Westminster in the uh, uh the market parking lot there. And Ryan Hossager is the guy who has organized this thing, put it together, and now I would say has one of the best cars and coffees in the Seattle area. I always think that Ryan's—you uh, know—I've been to a few of them, and I've been, you know, down to Tuckwilla and uh, and out to um, Mill Creek, and I just think that that Ryan uh, has organized this thing and had this thing and grown it to where you can see close to a hundred cars every uh every weekend i always talk about it on the show we got a chance now to uh punch ryan in and see if we can uh, get him we will actually
2: have him on the phone here he just called us at the studio
0: oh probably a little bit
2: of a network trouble going on over there it seems like
0: all right let's get ryan on the phone then
2: he is here welcome to the show ryan
0: hey ryan how are you
1: man I'm doing great. It's uh, what about eight thirty now here? Eight twenty three,
0: and well, the lot is three quarters filled. Wow, that that's amazing. That, that's really, uh, I mean, that, what a tribute to you and and, and the car community in Seattle uh, that people come out uh, and uh, and show off their cars and you know are able to get out there and, and not not just showing off cars though. I mean, it's it's like the community. No, it's, uh, it's, it's a
1: community, and everyone. I think it's it's about not necessarily showing off, but sharing, and you know, getting to experience all the cool cars that are out there.
0: Yeah, you know that's a great point. I mean, because to to go to cars and coffee means you do share your car with people. I mean, not to the fact that they get in it, but the fact that they look at it, they ask you questions about it. So it's it's your pride, meeting their curiosity. And uh, and it creates conversation, which is something that we need in the world war these days. Yeah, people need to to talk to a
1: gentleman who brought a 52 Chevy here today. And his dad bought the car new, swapped a GMC six cylinder straight six into it the first week he had it. And his dad drag raced it throughout the 60s. (laughs) And he's still got the car, it's still got its original paint, original interior. And it's just, it's great stories like that that are, I think, a big part of it.
0: Ryan, what gave you the idea to to start this? Were you a car guy? Were you a car guy? Or is this just something that that popped into your head? I've been
1: a car guy since I was about six years old, but I cannot take the credit for starting this. Um, But I came to this as a very young kid and saw it kind of grow and fall over the years. And I just. At one point, I kind of decided that it could use uh some promotion, and so we 've just we 've been trying to grow it word of mouth pictures um, any way that I can to just show show folks what 's going on here and it it 's worked out pretty well we 've had over five hundred new cars here this season
0: wow it It really is amazing and and, and uh, having have been there a bunch of times. I can tell you that you get such a variety of cars. So, you know, people think to themselves, well, you know, to go to something like this, I have to have a fancy car. I have to have uh, this. I have to have that. You just uh, you get parked and just walk through what is a wonderland. And, and the thing that I love about it is that the people that you have at this Cars and Coffee, aren't so busy talking to each other that they're not uh, available to talk to somebody who may want to get into this hobby, who may want to build a car and lend them their experience and their, uh, and their ideas about this. It's a very talkative group of people. Definitely.
1: People are yeah. very happy to share their knowledge. and Ryan, what's That's the,
0: free, yeah. what's the coolest What's the coolest car you've seen? If if you had to pick one car out of all the cars you've seen this oh, okay. season. Okay.
1: Well, it's pretty easy for me right now. There's a uh, pinnacle Chrysler forward look era vehicle here, and it's a 1960 Dodge Dart D500 um, with some crazy swooping fins and a uh, big block 413, I think. Pretty sweet. Uh, the,
0: the Virgil Exner period of uh, of Chrysler, which was, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about Cadillac style in those days. But when you go back and you look at the Chryslers of the late fifties and early sixties, uh, they were certainly more outrageous, I think, in many ways than the than the Cadillacs. I mean, Cadillacs had the fins; the Chryslers had chrome all over the place. Yeah, the
1: Chrysler experimented with lots of um, cantered angles and. Really cool stuff. And I think you see a lot more
0: of the GMs and Fords from the era than you do Mopars. Yeah, they used to rust out a lot. I mean, I, I actually owned a bunch of Mopars. Back in the day, and uh, boy, I remember there was just rust. I mean, they, they were beautiful cars, but man, two things I remember about them. They rusted all over the place, and the heaters were the best heaters in the world. I don't know who they got to put heaters <laughs> in those cars, but you could bust all the windows out and turn that heater up on high in the middle of winter, and you'd be warm in that car. You know, oh, yeah. speaking about winter, we're talking to Ryan Harsaga from uh, Shoreline Cars and Coffee here on Drive Time Radio. You run this thing all year. Right year I mean, round. You... Yeah at well, ten AM.
1: Right. And uh well last year when it snowed there was about
0: thirteen of us. Twelve, thirteen of us.
1: <laughs> and three that's, classics.
0: I mean, that's that's amazing <laughs> to me because most people with, with, with cars, you know, pack them up for the winter. They put them in the garage. They work on them. But you're able you're able to every weekend get a, a, a bunch of people to come out and uh, enjoy this in the rain and the snow. I mean, that's a that's dedication, man. That's a well, tribute. And,
1: you know, a lot of a lot of folks that like to enjoy their cars and don't want to have to put them away for six months out of the year. This is a great option for them because um, you know it doesn't take up your whole day. You can just wait for a Saturday where you wake up and it's sunny and it's nice. You know, you don't have to plan it. You don't have to register or pay. Just wake up on a Sunday, you know, a sunny Saturday and come on down.
0: <laughs> Go on down and do it. All right. Well, listen, I will. Um. I hopefully will see you in the near future. I would love to uh, do my show again live from there. And I really, I, you know, as the season draws to a close, but you don't. You keep going. I just wanted to get you on the phone and let people know where you are and uh, and congratulate you, Ryan, because you do such a great job promoting this. And I think that probably there's a bunch of little kids who are six years old who have gone to your uh, to, to the Cars and Coffee and looked and said, you know what, I want to do this when I'm 18 or 20 or 25 years old. So you're, you're keeping the, the hobby going, which is about the best thing that we can do.
1: Well, thank you. It is. <laughs>
0: All right, pal. I'll talk to you soon. It
1: was great talking with you, Vinny.
0: Same here, Ryan. Take care of yourself. All right. That's uh, Ryan Hossager from Cars and Coffee, Shoreline Cars and Coffee. There's several of them all around. So all you have to go on Facebook and look at is a Cars and Coffee page, and you'll find one near you. But I always like to pick Ryan's out because, A, it's on Saturday morning. B, he does it every week. I mean, again, the story he was telling you about the snow, is that is is a a true story i remember the the morning that he did it i was and on his facebook page and boom there was a picture he always takes pictures of the cars and posts them up there and it was there boom causing coffee we're out here in the snow come by bring coffee bring hot chocolate uh bring your woolly knickers all right uh that is uh we get out and try to uh, get interesting people in the car community out and show and, and give them some uh, give them some play here on the show and show them uh, you know kind of the stuff that's uh, that's that's going on. Show you, I should say, the stuff that's uh, going on. All right, uh, it is uh, coming up on uh, eight thirty one. We still have a bunch of stuff to pack into the show. Let's talk to our producer, Nathan. Good morning, Nathan. How are you?
2: Good morning, Vinny. Doing well, and a happy Saturday morning to you.
0: A happy Saturday morning to you. The first Saturday here without baseball, huh?
2: No, surprisingly, we still got some sun out there. Really beautiful, but no, I'm saying- uh, yeah, <laughs> no. As far as you mean with baseball, though, uh, yeah. yeah, we were hoping we would at least have a a few games to play in the postseason, but unfortunately, that didn't work out. And- yeah. But still, I mean, looking at the postseason picture, we're getting quite a few new teams in there. Even though some of them, like the Marlins, have been eliminated already, you know, two and done. Uh, still, new blood in the postseason still continues on.
0: Is there a, a team that you've
2: kind of picked to root for um, uh, in this in this postseason? Uh, let's see. I think I gotta go with either the Twins or. The Phillies is my other option. Uh-huh.
0: That's, that's that's those are fair choices. I'm I'm kind of on the on the Baltimore bandwagon.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, like that's right. They're the in there Orioles. too. Yeah, and got to yeah, go with Baltimore yeah, like as well. Yeah,
0: the Orioles. They're, yeah, they won the East. It's a team that hasn't been there before. I have fond memories of the Orioles. If you were in New York and you were you didn't like the Yankees, you mm-hmm. had a choice. You could either like the the Boston Red Sox, but you really couldn't like them all that much because they're from Boston.
2: No. Or I mean, if you're a A. K. fan, you don't like the Red Sox at all.
0: Right. And if you're a Mets fan, you don't like the Red Sox. Oh, uh, even it goes you there too. Them, they want, yeah. They want, but Baltimore, the Orioles, um, there was just a, a, a good, you know, it, it was, it's close to New York. You drive down, you sit in the stadium, eat those crab cake sandwiches that they used to have out in the old Memorial stadium. Uh Oh, it was was heaven. You know, grab cake here and sitting out there watching baseball for a buck and a quarter a seat. You can't beat it.
2: (laughs) And then the Orioles are sort of a situation the same as the Mariners where they would never really make it to the postseason and uh, not do too well in the division. Of course, they had a bunch of competition that they had to go up against, but now they just rose above it all and took their division and look at where they are right now.
0: Yeah, which is sad because when I was growing up, uh, the um, you know, we ought to have a little thing that, that every time I say when I was growing up, it goes boom, 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 or something <laughs> like that. Um, the Orioles were a great team. They were a, a staff that had five 20-game winners on it. Uh, they had Brooks Robinson, who just passed away uh, uh, this past week, maybe the best third baseman the game has ever seen. Had Frank Robinson. Had a great middle infield with uh, great catching. I mean, they really and they were uh, consistently in the late '60s and early '70s at the top of um, of their uh, division and of their uh, of, of baseball. They were just the elite. They were great. They had great staff with Mike Cuellar and Jim Palmer, and uh, just an, an incredible ball club. And it was it was tough to see him. Fall into uh, disrepair under uh, Peter Angelos, the owner that uh, took them over um, back in the, uh, I guess, in the '80s, and they just uh, hadn't done much. I mean, they were our opponents, the Mariners' opponents, and beat us in the first round of the playoffs in 1997. Mm. So they had a good, you know, good club back then. And of course, there's always Cal Ripken. You know who, who, who even when the Orioles were bad, still added that uh, that that spice to them. So, well, we'll uh, we'll see what how baseball uh, does this weekend, and we'll be uh, keeping an eye on that. It's still, uh, I'm I'm glad that you watch, even though the Mariners aren't. You know, a lot of people here. Once the Mariners are out, it's... boom.
2: I'll still always have like it. some sort of backup team. You know, I love watching baseball, and when it's on, I just look at the standings. Are like, okay. Who are the teams that I'm going to push for and root for? The Mariners not might be there, but, you know, it's okay to like another team because the Mariners are not in it. So, I mean, yes. it's not like I'm rooting against the Mariners in this case.
0: No. you. You're, uh, matter of fact, the Constitution guarantees the right to pick another team. I yeah. think it's the uh, 18th Amendment, 19th Amendment, something like that. You have the constitutional right to pick another baseball team once your team has dumb, dumbfoundedly eliminated themselves from the thing so jump on the bandwagon and enjoy it um this is a car show though so we, we mm-hmm. do like to always ask you to ask uh that magic question that we always come up with
2: let's bring it back to the cars and find out yo Vinny, what are you driving this week
0: well nathan <laughs> i'm driving the big papa i'm driving the queen mary i'm driving a large baby large the infinity QX80 um, is what we are uh, rolling with this week, and when you talk about large, you talk about huge. This is uh, this is a huge vehicle. I mean, it's uh, it's one of the biggest things out there, and one of the most luxurious things out there. It's on that scale with the Ford Explorer, the Suburban, uh, the, um, the Sequoia. It's in that class uh, as a luxury vehicle. It really does uh, measure up as far as comfort, as far as roominess, uh, as far as uh, even drivability. It has, it has a nice feel to it, even though it is a huge vehicle, a three three row SUV. Um, and one thing that I love about this thing, and and <laughs> I, I I really uh, I know it sounds bizarre, but I love the fact that it has an emergency brake that you operate with your foot. It's a manual emergency brake. You know, most vehicles you get into these days have just that, you know, button. And I always say to myself, well, what do I do if I'm, you know, rolling down uh, the highway and my brakes stop working? What do I do? Push that P button and it's going to apply the brakes? Um, I don't know. here, when you have this nice piece of uh, of arm coming down from the uh, the dashboard, you have a solid feeling of what you know. You push it, and it applies the brakes, the emergency brake. It's like you know, it's like one of those things where you get in a Mercedes, and there's those two bolts that hold the gas pedal in, and they look totally out of place, but they're two strong case hardened steel bolts and they make you feel like they they built this car instead of just slapping it together. There's a, a confidence that it gives you. This emergency brake does the same thing. So it'll be interesting to drive this car all week. Uh, so far, I've only done some city driving with it, and I got to tell you, it's um, uh, it seems to be uh, a vehicle. The only problem with it, and it's been around for a long time, uh, this particular design, and I don't know that they're going to redesign it anytime soon, uh, but uh, which leads me to believe that they're not selling a heck of a lot of them. But it's it's one of those vehicles that if you are a Nissan fan, if you are an Infinity fan, uh, you're going to wind up enjoying this vehicle. All right, time now for our Drive Time Radio cartoon, Saturday Morning Cartoon. Uh, everybody gets excited well most people get excited i mean I, when i say everybody i'd say the preponderance of people get excited about their their new car their that first car when you get it you even though it's not a new car you shine it up and you go to the go to the automotive section of walmart and you buy some mirrors to stick up here and a couple of uh uh, I don't know, uh, air fresheners and things like that. You know, you're just trying to make the car groovy, kind of making it your own. Well, we uh, we luckily have found a, a, a band that has decided to um, write about that feeling. This is a rare instrumental. Uh, I don't think we, we see that many instrumentals, but the name of the band is Wolfpack. V U L F P E C K, Wolfpack, and uh, this particular uh, song is um, one that's been around for a little while from Wolfpack, and it is um, entitled "My New Car." And here it is. There you go. The Wolfpack and my first car it wasn't my new car; it was my first car. A uh, breezy little tune about uh, that feeling when you get your uh, your first car. I mean, we all all of us who drive kind of remember it, right? You know. Uh, well, I was I was almost going to get into a, what was your first car here, but you know what? Time is short. We'll have to do that another week. But uh, that's our cartoon Saturday morning cartoon because you know cars and music go together so well. Could you imagine what driving would be like? If there was no car radio or no, um, you couldn't plug in your iPhone with its tunes. I I mean, could you imagine what traffic would be like? I mean, the, the thing that I think calms traffic down the most is people listening to either their podcast or their music or their favorite radio station or whatever in the car. Can you imagine what a zoo it would be out there? I mean, it's a zoo already without the music. You know, if you didn't have have, with the music, I should say, if you did have the music, oh my, people would be just jumping out of car windows at each other. So we love the music, we love the Volkpec, my first car. We love the fact that we get a chance to present it to you here on Drive Time Radio on eleven fifty KKNW. All right, we uh, have spoken about uh, over the last couple of weeks the event that uh, I went to. Uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, and we got a chance to participate in with NAWAPA, which is our uh, professional organization of automotive journalists here in the Northwest, the Northwest Automotive Press Association. We, um, you know, we include people from uh, Southwest Canada and, of course, uh, here in uh, uh, Oregon, Idaho, Washington, and um you know the, the northwest. What you would consider the northwest. Uh, anyway, we had our event. Uh, the, it was a dual event: Drive Revolution, which is an event that usually centers around electric vehicles, and our Run to the Sun, which the Sun was uh, courtesy enough to come out and provide us with uh, some some sun. For the day, but it usually is uh, more about the uh, touring cars, luxury cars, uh, you know, cars that you would uh, drop the top on, or, you know, Porsche or something that you would uh, drop the drop drop the top on and go cruising uh, around uh, the beautiful highways here of in the Northwest. It was held down at the Alani uh, Casino and Hotel. Uh, wonderful people down there that accommodated us uh, beautifully absolutely beautifully. And so we have the winners have been announced of these uh, competitions. And I don't think there was any unexpected thing here, except that it was a clean sweep for electric vehicles. And I think what that says to me and to to people who who are buying new cars, that um, the electric vehicles – uh, not only are on the way but they're here and they're viable and they are something that uh, when you are in the market for a, a vehicle if your circumstances present themselves so these can be uh, a vehicle that you can use and make less of a carbon footprint uh that's a great thing and it's you're not you're not giving anything up. To buy one of these, except maybe if you're taking a trip across the country, because there are some places that are still a little sparse on electric uh, infrastructure, on charging stations, but that is changing. Just look at a map of New Mexico, uh, which I did just the other day, uh, from five years ago, charging stations, where there were like three in this whole state, uh, to now where the landscape of the state is dotted with electric vehicles why Uh, or charging stations. Why? Because the sun, and they're turning that energy from the sun into renewable energy that can be used to power vehicles and do it cleaner. And that's something that I think that people are going to be interested in doing uh, in the next number of years. So certainly you're going to look at these, uh, these results and results like it. And if you're in the market for a new car, uh, probably going to shop these electric vehicles as well to see if they fit you and what you need, which is always, I think, uh, a good thing. That, that's the, the, the dynamic change in buying a car right now. To me, is not just that you buy a car and you bring it home and you, you know, you 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 put the family in. But you think before you buy a car about how am I going to use this car? What am I going to? Because having an electric vehicle uh, b- requires you to have some advanced planning, and you have to kind of plan out your routes a little bit or know where the charging stations are if you're going off-road or if you're going uh you know out of the city or out of the uh more populated areas in uh the suburbs or rural areas you have to know where these charging stations are so you boom 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 but anyway for for drive revolution uh the uh the categories of non-luxury electric or plug-in hybrid vehicle which is the way a lot of people going uh, the winner there was the 2023 Kia ev6 you've seen me drive this we did a review on it several weeks ago uh it's a great vehicle and um as, as far as even if it wasn't an electric vehicle still be a well-designed great vehicle the fact that it's electric powered gives you uh an additional uh, quietness uh roadworthiness that that um, that really uh, is uh, the designers at Kia use their imagination to uh, construct a really uh, compelling vehicle. And the EV6 uh, is the, the proof of, of that vehicle. Uh, the luxury electric or plug-in hybrid vehicle, the, the title was taken by the 2023 Genesis electrified GV70. So this is an electric version of their GV 70 Genesis turns out a great product. Uh, I've driven almost all of them and have not had a complaint with any one of them. Uh, they just, uh, are a, a solid company. have done a lot of research in their cars and really put out a product that, uh, it seems that you can, you can rely on. um, so those were the two uh category winners and the best electric or plug-in hybrid vehicle was the 2023 Toyota Prius Prime. What a great vehicle. Uh you know, it's stylish, it gets great range and uh Toyota has really done a spectacular job with this thing. They've taken, you know, the Prius used to remind me of a Birkenstock you know, I mean, you, you got one, and it was a symbol that you were hippie, that you were you were cool, that you were trying to do something for the environment. But now they've gone and turned this Prius into a a sharp design sports car looking kind of vehicle. It's still four doors, still seats five people, but it is um, it's a fast. I mean, it, 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 it's one of the quickest vehicles I drove all week, and a. Um, A solidly constructed, well-built vehicle from who you would expect it from, Toyota. So the Prius Prime, the the only problem with the Prius Prime is try to find one. I mean, uh, they're they're in demand. Now, for the run to the sun, the non-luxury performance vehicle, again, the Kia EV6 GT. Again, great vehicle. And the gt gives you more power it gives you a launch mode that puts your butt right into the seat i mean you hit that launch button on there that extra power button and it's like you're uh, in star wars is it star wars or star trek what's the one where all uh the stars start going star by wars light speed forward like... thank you warp speed uh i thought warp speed was um light speed Light speed, okay. Warp speed, I guess is Star Trek. Oh, what do I know? Anyway, the Kia EV six GT. That's the that was the winner in that category. And then the luxury performance vehicle, and we talked about this with John Vincent last week, uh, the twenty twenty two Lucid Air Grand Touring, uh, which also took the best performance vehicle of the um of the event. Uh I'm gonna tell you something. If you are a Tesla person and you're saying to yourself, gee, I really want to, you know, I want to get a Tesla, but for whatever reason, check out the Lucid. Um, I, I was so impressed with, the, the, you know, the base Lucid that I drove and then the non-base Lucid uh, that I drove. They just seem to be, first of all, very nicely constructed very nicely appointed um it had a frunk which i always love it um it had speed to it both the the standard version and the grand touring version both uh, had a lot of get up and go to them the steering was dialed in so that you felt very connected to the road which sometimes can be a problem with electric cars it was roomy it was very high tech it had great massaging seats uh as, as i said it was um it was one of those vehicles that you get in and when you get past that learning curve of what you have to you know what you have to do to to know where everything is while you're driving um it was a spectacular vehicle i am hoping to get one for a week to uh give it uh give it a further review like a full review but i gotta i gotta be very honest with you it just blew me away at how good this car was was built. I know that they had some problems initially uh, getting them out of the factory. They're built in Arizona, and uh, there was some kind of problem. But they uh, seem to have overcome those problems. And I would definitely recommend if you are in the market for a full-size um, vehicle that is safe and is electric, and will give you the thrill of driving an electric car with the style that you're looking for, that sets you apart from a lot of the other cars. The Lucid Air Grand Touring uh, was a spectacular vehicle. I can't say enough about this vehicle. Not only uh, was, uh, was I impressed, but our guest, John Vincent, who we had on last week, who writes for U.S. News, and many of the other journalists, were impressed enough to give them the Best Performance Vehicle Award. So congratulations to Lucid. Congratulations to Toyota, to Kia, to Genesis, and to all of the manufacturers who participated in the um, in the event. I have to tell you that two of the hottest cars that I drove on that day, actually three of them was the, the new Subaru Impreza, the uh, Honda Civic um, and the Toyota Corolla GR Gazoo Racing. You talk about three little hot cars uh, that you'll be seeing at uh, Dick is, uh in the not too distant future. All three of these cars brought their best to the table and were fun and exciting little cars to drive. Uh, again, they're not. Uh, they're not gonna you know it's a younger person's car it's not gonna win a luxury award but when you look at the excitement and driving for these cars that that you got out of it the pleasure that you got out of driving these cars it was really it it was amazing how well uh put together they were and how well done they were everything that you want to do when you were a kid to build a fast little car is you can now buy it from the factory. And keep the warranty, which is the most amazing thing of all. <laughs> all right, listen, that is going to do it for another edition of Drive Time Radio. I Thank you for listening to our show. Please remember uh, our good friends that uh, are serving in the military overseas. And, uh, and of course, uh, be nice to your neighbor, which is always a thing that you should be doing. We'll see you next Saturday morning at 8 if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Thanks to our guests, thanks to you, and thanks, of course, to Nathan. Bye-bye now.
3: It's new. It's new. It's new. The new, new 62 Lark by Studebaker. With big car comfort at compact prices. New, highest, widest doors of all. New, big, sofa-soft, deep-padded seats. New. Thick, rich pile rugs and flat flush floors with no trip over sill. New, Lark limousine, stretch out room, big car comfort at a compact price. New, giant Lark trunks, almost 17 cubic feet of cargo space. New, big 15 inch wheels give you new riding comfort and surprise. New, fresh styling in the big, wide, wonderful line of Larks from Studebaker. Two new Lark Daytonas. America's newest action car in hardtop and convertible styles with bucket seats, very sporty. A companion console compartment, very spiffy. Available, too, four-speed transmission for exhilarating performance. Now enter the most luxurious car you'll find in the compact price range, the Lark Cruiser. More room and luxury than you'll find in most cars. Here's the new 62 Lark hardtop with sliding sunroof Available on all Lark sedans and hardtops. Simply beautiful. Just peek inside. Look at these big, loungy limousine seats and thick pile rugs. Here's the new Lark convertible, all dolled up with new 62 styling. There's big wagon room in the new 62 Lark wagon, too. Look at that enormous cargo space. Please be sure to see and test drive all the exciting new 62 Larks at your Studebaker dealer with big car comfort at compact prices. And remember, they're endurance built by Studebaker.
4: If you're searching for that perfect gift for the college-bound kit in your life, the Car Care Council suggests putting together a roadside emergency kit. An inexpensive roadside kit is easy to assemble and could be extremely useful, maybe even a lifesaver in the event of an emergency. Of course, it's always a good idea to be prepared for the unexpected while on the road, but the best option is to avoid breakdowns and car trouble wherever possible. Performing basic maintenance and observing a regular service schedule can help avoid unforeseen road emergencies. Roadside emergency items can fit into a small duffel bag or rubber storage tote and include the following. Jumper cables, emergency flares, flashlight and batteries, blankets and extra clothes non-perishable snacks and bottled water, first aid kit, including essential medications, portable USB charger to keep the cell phone running even if the car isn't, ice scraper, snow brush, and small shovel for winter driving. And finally, keep a copy of the Car Care Guide, available free of charge at carcare.org. Visit the Car Care Council's website to access a number of tips and resources for vehicle maintenance, including a free custom service schedule.